Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hello, welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen, and I'm joined today by Lori Potts. Lori, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Chanel, for having me. Yeah, so we are going to talk today about our April challenge, which is all about meditation. This is such a good challenge for our self-care year and one that I am really excited about. And Lori has some great things to share on this topic. So before we dive in, we'd love to know a little bit more about you. So can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your story and kind of how you got into meditation? Yeah, absolutely. So I have complex PTSD from trauma during childhood. And after going to years and thousands of hours of therapy, one of the solutions that helped that has helped me is EMDR, which is a certain type of therapy that in my, in my personal opinion, it's kind of a form of meditation and helps you to better process trauma. So that's the kind of meditation that I personally do kind of on a daily or weekly basis when I have the energy to kind of process the trauma. And because of that chauvinistic based trauma that I faced, I chose to focus my career on helping women as a career coach. So I help them overcome internal and external biases that are holding them back. A lot of the self-sabotaging behaviors that I had in corporate that were killing my ability to succeed and advance were because I learned a lot of subordinate mannerisms growing up to, you know, survive in this type of environment. And so For example, I would shrink my body when a man would talk or say something that was demeaning, whereas I should have just stood up straight and held my ground. Or when I was anxious, my voice would get higher because I would start hyperventilating. So just some things, and there are a lot of other mannerisms and tonalities and communication tactics that can kill or increase others' perception of our credibility in corporate. And I did a lot of research about it to, in order to be able to help myself, but then I decided to focus on helping other women who might be facing those same challenges. A lot of the time, we're just not aware of what it is that's holding us back from reaching our goals. And a lot of it is internal. A lot of it is our own mindset. And if we're able to better process the reasons why we act the way that we do, then we're better able to go where we want to go and be perceived how we want to be. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting because, you know, a lot of us, we all come from whatever background we come from. We have different traumas, whether those are big T trauma or little T trauma, which is just like minor things that someone said to you that is, is processed and kind of trapped in the subconscious, right? We have things that have kind of, that shape who we are. And so this is an interesting perspective on what meditation does for us. I'd love to dive into the methodology that you use. If you could talk a little bit about what EMDR is and then kind of what that looks like for you as a person practicing it. Sure. 
let me, it's called eye, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So that's what it stands for. And it's a psychotherapy that enables people to heal from the symptoms and emotional distress that result from PTSD. It's particularly used for people with complex PTSD, which is basically small, little, similar traumas over time that build up and can really kill your ability to build healthy relationships and build trust because a lot of the trauma with complex PTSD typically stems from people who were supposed to care for you and didn't, or you had to meet a lot of your own needs. And because of that, it's hard to establish trust with other people because the the people who were supposed to, you were supposed to ultimately, right, be safe with and ultimately be able to trust with every single vulnerability in your life couldn't be trusted to do that. So basically, that's why EMDR is one of those things that works really well. So if you've never heard of EMDR, it probably sounds a little weird because you're literally doing tappings with either side, with either finger or moving your eyes back and forth like this closed, like left and right, because we're on a podcast, I'll describe that left and right. And you're thinking about the trauma while you go through it. So this is definitely something that a trained therapist should be doing with you or have trained you through so you can do it independently on your own when you're home. But if you're experiencing that type of trauma, if you have experienced that type of trauma, where there's over and over little things that are similar throughout your childhood or you were neglected, you know, maybe that's something that could help you. I am not a licensed psychotherapist or counselor. Based on my own experience, I found that it has been helpful. It sucks a lot of my energy at times when I do it because processing something very emotional and traumatic takes a lot of energy. So some days I have to choose whether to do that or just do basic relaxation and meditation. And I use the Calm app just for basic relaxation. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about both your basic meditation, but let's, I want to talk a little bit more about this EMDR. So you said there's tapping involved and then eye movement side to side. Mm -hmm. So kind of what, if you're doing it on your own, what does, what is the process? So similar thing. Um, the reason why you do that tapping is because research showed that accessing the traumatic memory network basically helps you on either side of your brain and helps you to better process it in a healthier way. So you feel safe when you're thinking about it. You're kind of reparenting yourself. You can almost reparent yourself in a way that helps you establish new learning and eliminates the emotional distress and the triggers that might come when similar situations happen in real life. So for example, right, I have to be able to trust my husband in situations where I feel vulnerable. And if I have to trust him in a way that is similar to how I needed to trust my parents, that becomes very difficult. And I have to start micromanaging the situation and like, make sure like he knows over and over again, that like, I need this thing. I need this thing. I need this thing. 
like, remember you have to do X, Y, Z, or I have to, or I feel like I have to do everything. So that's kind of a further explanation of it. But as far as like the tapping goes and why that's necessary, like I said, it's a, like you're tapping the neural networks. So either side of the brain are kind of reconnecting and creating what's called neuroplasticity. So instead of your brain synapses firing in the same way over and over when you're faced with similar situations, instead you can have your brain synapse fire in a path less traveled by. So our brain is constantly trying to keep us safe, right? And it always goes down the path most easily traveled with our brain synapses because it says, if you act like this, then you will be safe. And that's the easiest way to feel safe. That's the easiest way to know that your needs will be met. So if I'm to be vulnerable with my husband or you know someone else in my life and trust them to meet my needs, then my brain can't keep telling me you're not going to feel safe if you trust them. So it reconnects you know, those different neural networks that may not have been connected before. And that tapping helps the different brain synapses to connect differently. Again, I'm not a licensed counselor. That's my best explanation of I it love based it. on my experience. No, that's so cool. And you know, as you were talking, I was thinking, this is something I talk about a lot, the movie Inside Out. So in that movie, the girl, you can see inside her brain. And what happens is when she gets the, when sadness or joy or whatever touches the previous memory, it turns the color of sadness or joy and, and sadness sets her hands on a lot of the core memories and they turn blue, they turn sad. And that's what I'm hearing that this process is doing for you. You're taking this sad memory that was a trauma, that was something really hard and you're bringing it to the now when you're safe and you're touching it with safety. And you're saying, actually, yeah. That's a good way to put it. I love that analogy. For any of you who haven't seen Inside Out, you will totally get what I'm saying. Disney Pixar helps me understand this concept because we actually, a really interesting thing that I've learned is our now, our present creates the meaning of our past more than our past creates the meaning of our present. So if we are now in a healthy place and we're able to look back, we can actually rewrite our past story. We can say, you know what, that little girl, this happened and that was unsafe for her but it turned her into me and I am so strong. And so I'm grateful for this thing that happens and it's a process. It's not easy. And that's where this meditation, where this thing that you've talked about helps because you are working the the pathways in the brain, you're creating something new, but ultimately it's so empowering because you can create something new. You're not stuck with the story that you've always told about the things that have happened. You get to rewrite that story. So I love that you are opening up this conversation and using this technique. Now, I think for a lot of my listeners, they are going to lean more towards what you were talking about of, you know, that you do more on the daily, like a basic relaxation meditation. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what your process looks like for that. Yeah, just taking the time, first of all, to do it makes the biggest difference. On those days that I meditate, I'm just so much calmer. I feel like thing like stimulus just affects me less, whether that be mirroring traumatic events or just 
daily things like when my daughter's screaming or you know having a fit or just things that irritate me don't as much so I think a lot of the time as parents we have a hard time making time for those little things especially when those things you see the result of over time not necessarily immediately like you're going to feel calmer more relaxed, less anxious right after meditation and usually during it. But like the overall change and brain plasticity and calmness and less effect from stimulus, like it takes like consistently, you know, it's going to take weeks to start seeing that result like every single day, even if you don't meditate that day. So just know for me, that I'm remembering this helps me feel good. So same thing when it comes to diet, I have fibromyalgia, which is a pain condition and like sugar can really trigger my pain. So instead of saying, you know, my body, I really want a donut. I I'm like, but I'm going to feel so crappy if I eat that donut. So I'm going to eat a salad instead. And I'm going to put, you know, fruit and, you know, spinach and, a yummy berry vinaigrette dressing on it and it's going to taste great, right? I'm going to make it something that I love and make it easier to do. So if you can make your meditation really easy to do, even if you're just doing it five minutes a day, or if you need an app to help you do that, I do, then use that. Um, and just making that time makes the biggest difference. It tell it, you're, First of all, you're telling yourself, I matter, I'm loving myself. I'm taking the time for myself. And it also says I'm going to make the healthy decision instead of playing on my phone, playing my game, because that can help us relax. Right. But it's not going to give us the same benefit of, of meditation and thinking intentionally about calming ourselves. So that's kind of the mindset I use around it is I know this is going to make me feel good. So I'm going to do it even though it's hard to make the time or it's boring. Sometimes meditation just feels boring. Ah. I like using an app because it keeps me on track. Sometimes there's someone there with the one I use, there is one, someone talking, not throughout the entire thing, but through some of it. So that helps. Yeah, I agree. And I, I love what you said about, you know, just making the choice and consistency day after day is where you're going to see the benefits. That's yes. a huge thing that really plays into why we should meditate. If someone is having a hard time kind of getting it started, getting going, and they haven't done much meditation before, what would you recommend as a way to start this habit? Yeah, what's helped me is that app that I mentioned, and there are lots out there, but it's called Calm, just C-A-L-M, and there's a free version and paid version, and it just helps you to guide you along, first of all, what meditation is, help you not be critical of yourself while you're meditating. It's so easy to be like, oh, I, I started thinking about something. It's like, of course, your brain's going to think about something, right? It's not, I don't. The reason I didn't want to meditate for so long was because it seemed like what meditation was, was completely turning off any type of thought in your brain at all whatsoever. And that's just not possible. And this app teaches you the principles of meditation while you're meditating, helps you be less critical of yourself during that process, with which helps you be less critical of yourself in other situations. Perfect. 
And so, um, that's what's helped me is just learning what that, what meditation really is and having something that is, first of all, they're trained people who are doing the meditations and they're teaching you effective principles that are based in science, which I, which is something that's very important to me in my coaching practice. I use evidence-based, science-based, psychology-based methods. And so using something that will guide you along is really, was really essential for me to, to be able to do it consistently. And it was just so relieving to know that, oh, I'm thinking of something, but that's okay. Like, I don't have to just be silent. Like my brain doesn't have to be silent the entire time. Like, yes, refocus on whatever it is that I'm trying to do to calm myself, but I don't have to be shaming myself for come for not being able to be perfect in my meditation. And I grew up with a perfectionistic father. And so kind of after any type of action where I'm trying to do a good job, perform well, I, my brain automatically goes to what did you do wrong? So you can immediately correct it. So then you don't get criticized. So like after our podcast today, that's what my brain is automatically going to do. But I decided to stand on my own power and know that I am competent, but just being able to be less critical of myself and, and not project my father's perfectionistic perfectionism onto myself in my present helps me to consistently be less critical of myself and be less perfectionistic. So I've been more conscious of that because of my mindfulness practice. So I've been able to know, like when I get off the call, I'm going to, my brain's automatically going to do that. So I'm going to ask a different question I'm go- or I'm going to ju- accept that perfection doesn't exist. It's never going to be perfect. That's one of the things I've started teaching my daughter too. Um, and it's been really helpful for both of us actually. So, and that's just another thing that meditation's helped me with is being less perfectionistic. Yeah. I think that a lot of us need help with that. You know, I, I like that you kind of made that connection of what you're doing in your meditation practice. It's not just about what we're doing there. It's how it then plays out in the rest of our life and how, you know, where's the connection between what we're doing in those few minutes of meditation and life. And so for you, one of those areas is the perfectionism. And I also really like that you explained what you felt like meditation was supposed to be. I think that's a really common misconception that people think that, oh, I can only do meditation right if I do this, if I stop thinking, if I, you know, and to realize that we are going to all have thoughts come up and we're still doing meditation right. So I think that's really a good thing that a lot of us needed to hear. So I wanted to ask as moms, we have limited time and energy. So so why should moms focus some of that time and energy on meditation? Yeah, that's a great question. That's one of the principles that they teach in that first, in those first lessons in the call map. And it's because you're sharpening the ax, right? If you keep chopping at trees over and over and over again, your ax is going to get dull, right? And you're just going to keep chopping and every 
chop is going to do is going to make less of an impact it's not going to work as well and same thing happens with your mind and body if you don't take time to recharge your brain and recharge your soul and your body then it's going to every day is going to be harder every single effort is going to be harder so if you're able to you know take 5 minutes 10 minutes to sharpen your axe then you're going to cut down more trees you're going to be able to get more done in your day you're going to feel calmer and as a result you're going to be a better parent because you're able to calm yourself instead of yelling at your kids you're going to be able to you know apply the principles of parenting that you really want to you're going to be able to be a better communicator with your partner you're going to be a better friend you're going to be able to get things done and accept yourself better on a daily basis. Yeah. I really like that. I'm glad you use that particular analogy of sharpen the saw, because I think that that that's so good. And it just really speaks to this idea that it gives us more energy. It's giving us back so much more than it's taking because it makes everything else easier. Yes. Um, here we are on Mom's Life Made Simple. So my final question for you is how does meditating tie into making mom life simple? And it may be similar to kind of what you just said, but I'd love to hear any other thoughts on that. I think it helps us compartmentalize a little bit. Like, okay, all of this stimulus right now is overwhelming to me. And I'm going to step back and breathe and count to 10, whatever it is that you do. And once you've done that, okay, now I'm going to go talk to my kids and be like, you're fighting right now is not okay. You're being disrespectful to your sibling or right. Like, or my, my husband isn't listening to me. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to calm or my wife isn't listening to me. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to calm down and then tell them like, when, when you're doing this, I, I feel angry. Like when you're on your phone, when I'm trying to talk to you about something that's really important, I feel like you're that you're telling me that what I have to say isn't valuable, whatever it is. So that compartmentalization of and a little bit also allows you to ask the question of, am I projecting or is this actually what they're thinking of me? Sometimes, like if it's a similar situation to how other people used to treat you, for example, if your parents were always on their phones or were you know, always looking at the TV or too busy with housework to meet your emotional needs and your spouse then does those similar things, then are they really saying the same thing that your parents did? Or is that just them being who they are? You know, they need to improve in their communication or whatever it is. So you can take a step back and ask those questions instead of automatically going in instead of going into automatic mode and having those same synapses fire every single time instead you can change whatever it is that you normally do you can change generational trauma because you're taking a breath and you're choosing to make a conscious choice instead of doing what your brain automatically says you should do to feel safe yeah which is so cool i mean meditation really slows down your reactions mm -hmm. so that you're not just automatically reacting to what happens. It allows you to, to me, I think of it as I meditate and I, throughout the day, I can come 
back to that meditation because now I know what it feels like to be calm. I know what it feels like to be intentional. So then like those examples that you said, when things do come up in your family or whatever situation that is frustrating, you can immediately bring yourself back to what did that feel like? And I'm going to breathe. I'm going to choose to feel that again before I react. So I love it. Respond Respond instead of reacting. Perfect. Well, Lori, thank you so much. I would love to hear for April, we have a giveaway like we have every month for the self-care challenge. Can you share with listeners what your giveaway is, what they can win? Yes, you can win a one hour strategy, career strategy call with me. I also do public speaking coaching. So if that's something you want to focus on during that call, that's fine as well. I'd love to get to know any of your listeners and just hear what challenges they might be facing in their career and, you know, help you along your way. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. And then finally, where can people find you? I am on LinkedIn, so you can search me Lori Teapot's career coach, and you'll be sure to find me. I also have a website, ecbcommunicationconsulting.com. Okay, perfect. We will link to those. Lori, thank you for being with us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Chanel. Thanks everyone for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Thank you for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. I'm so glad that you're here and I want you to join us for the 2023 Self-Care Challenge. Each month, we will be diving into a different area of simple self-care, learning how to create habits that allow you to make time for yourself. So to join the challenge, go to chanelnielsen.com forward slash self-care 2023. When you join, you'll get access to free downloads that help you to create and track your new habits, as well as a link to the community. I'm so excited for you to make self-care part of your year in 2023.